0: That's chumbacasino.com.
1: No purchase necessary. Void word prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. I'd like to take a moment and have a real heart to heart with you. If you're able right now, place your hand over your heart. Can you feel it? That's your heartbeat, telling you that you're alive. It's the same for a pre-born baby. Their heart begins to form at conception, and at just three weeks, it's already beating. At five weeks, a baby's heartbeat can be heard on ultrasound. And that's why we've partnered with pre-born, because we need to help these precious babies. Every day, preborn's networks of clinics rescue 200 babies from abortion. When a mother with an unplanned pregnancy meets her baby on ultrasound and hears their heartbeat, it's a divine encounter. That doubles a baby's chances at life. And by six weeks, the eyes are forming. By 10 weeks, a baby is able to suck his or her own thumb. And for just $28, Welcome, it is Verdict with Senator Ted Cruz, The weekend Review, Ben Ferguson with you, and these are the stories that you may have missed that we talked about this week. First up, Joe Biden goes to war with the state of Texas, and now it's gone all the way to the Supreme Court over the issue of securing the southern border. So why did the Supreme Court actually go with the Biden administration? Senator Cruz will break that down for you. Also, China donating massive amounts of money to the Biden-Pen Center. How much? I'll give you the details on that. And finally, Senator Cruz shares his thoughts on the race for the GOP nomination. It's all over, so why is Nikki Haley still staying in? It is the Week in Review, and it starts right now. Can you explain exactly what just happened at the Supreme Court when it came to the Supreme Court ruling that the Biden administration, in a 5-4 decision, can resume removal of the razor wire that was installed by the state of Texas along the border, specifically near Eagle Pass, and they say at least while the litigation is ongoing. Uh, What was even more shocking, I think, is the fact that Roberts uh, and Amy Comey Barrett sided with left-leaning justices to rule in Biden administration's favor and allow the Border Patrol to go in and remove the razor wire, which... The Texas National Guard then put back up, at least from the latest videos we've seen, from the border. This is a, a shocking moment. Many people in Texas are angry about this, saying, what about states' rights here? And how could these two concerted justices side with the, with the Biden
2: administration? Look, this, this is a horrible decision. I'm angry about it. It is deeply disturbing. Fact number one. We are seeing an invasion at our southern border. 9.6 million illegal immigrants have crossed in under Joe Biden. It is deliberate. He wants this to happen. It is the worst illegal immigration in our nation's history. Number two, it's deliberate. Biden wants this to happen. The Democrats want this to happen. They are facilitating it. They are accelerating it that they are actively wanting more and more and more of it. So Texas, understandably, is responding to defend ourselves. I commend our governor, I commend our state legislature for acting to protect the sovereignty of Texas and, and to, for investing billions of dollars in, in border security and law enforcement and putting personnel and putting up barriers to try to stop this invasion of our state. Now, what happened on this case, it arose to the Supreme Court on an emergency appeal on an injunction. There was an injunction against the federal government to stop the federal government from cutting down the razor wire, the Constantino wire, that Texas had erected. And the Fifth Circuit, the Federal Court of Appeals, had had upheld the injunction. What happened today, Tuesday, is the Supreme Court, by a vote of 5-4, to four, vacated that injunction. What that means is right now the federal government has the legal ability to cut down that razor wire, to allow illegal immigrants to continue invading the state. Now, the good news, the merits of the appeal is still pending. And so the Fifth Circuit can still rule on the the merits of the appeal as to whether Texas has the authority. And by the way, the Supreme Court could still rule on the appeal. So it is possible that Texas prevails, that the, the results of an emergency appeal on an injunction... Are not always the same as the merits results on the substantive issue. So that's true. But at the end of the day, you had the three liberals, plus John Roberts, plus Amy Coney Bar- Barrett, ruling for the Biden administration saying you can cut down this razor wire. Now, on one level, I understand it, that there is a heavy presumption in Washington in federal courts, which is that the federal government gets to trump the states. And that that is part of the Constitution is the supremacy clause that says the Constitution, and federal law is the supreme law of the land. Um, I think it is a real problem that John Roberts is a creature of Washington. I don't think he understands what is happening at the southern border. I think Amy Coney Barrett is a law professor from Indiana. I don't think she has any understanding of what's happening at the southern border in ordinary times if this were just a regular time and a state were trying to block what the federal government was doing, the Supreme Court would fairly routinely rule with the feds. What I don't think these justices have a real appreciation for is how horrifically bad it is, how lawless it is, what the Biden administration is doing. There's never been a president who refuses to follow the law like Joe Biden did. So here's the statement that the Border Patrol Union put out today. Quote, the Supreme Court's decision today is going to undoubtedly encourage more illegal immigration. Unfortunately, this means Border Patrol agents are going to be tied up dealing with give-ups rather than going after the criminal elements that constantly cross our border illegally. The administration no doubt will say this is a win for border security. But if they sought rank and file input, they would be told this will do the exact opposite. Agents support what Texas was trying to accomplish in the absence of true border security policies from this administration. I agree with the Border Patrol Union. And and so I am angry. I'm frustrated. I think the court is out of touch I think they're just reflexively agreeing with the federal government against the states. And I think it is a profound mistake that that continues the invasion that's happening in our southern border.
1: To be clear, one other thing on this is when you hear the Biden administration say that they are working to secure the border, I think everybody needs to remember at this moment that they not only are they not, they went all the way to the Supreme Court to make sure they could unsecure portions of the border where razor wire was put up to secure the
2: border. That's so, how so, much the so border that. Hold on, I want to underscore what you're just saying. So, today in the Capitol, as I was walking to the Capitol, lots of reporters wanted to ask me about this decision. And they said, Well, gosh, Biden just says if Congress will pass the supplemental bill, then he'll have the ability to secure the border. And I said, Listen, understand. Biden doesn't want to secure the border. He wants this crisis. He wants more illegal immigrants. And I said, for Pete's sakes, Biden is actively litigating against the state of Texas to stop Texas from securing the border. That's what they want. They want this invasion. And that's exactly what the Biden administration is doing with the emphatic support of essentially every Democrat member of the Senate and every Democrat member of the House. It will be
1: a huge election year issue. We will keep covering it here. That I can promise you. Uh, but I want to make sure that we got this uh, out there for many people that are asking that same question. Why do these two justices, a lot of people, you know, believe they, they were conservative and they screwed uh, uh, the state of Texas. They screwed conservatives. They sided with the Biden administration. Uh, your explanation hopefully will make a little bit of sense to people and an and understanding of why this happened. And it's still being litigated. I think that's something else we need to be clear about. Uh, Yes, it's still being litigated and that will play out. How long will it take for this to get a final ruling with through this litigation?
2: Potentially years. It, It could take a long time. And if Trump wins, it'll become mooted because Trump will stop litigating.
1: Now, if you want to hear the rest of this conversation, you can go back and listen to the full podcast from earlier this week. 18 plus. I'd like to take a moment and have a real heart to heart with you. If you're able right now, place your hand over your heart. Can you feel it? That's your heartbeat, telling you that you're alive. It's the same for a pre-born baby. Their heart begins to form at conception, and at just three weeks, it's already beating. At five weeks, a baby's heartbeat can be heard on ultrasound. And that's why we've partnered with Preborn, because we need to help these precious babies. Every day, preborn's networks of clinics rescue. 200 babies from abortion when a mother with an unplanned pregnancy meets her baby on ultrasound and hears their heartbeat it's a divine encounter that doubles a baby's chances at life and by six weeks the eyes are forming by 10 weeks a baby is able to suck his or her own thumb and for just $28 you could be the difference between life or death of a child all gifts are tax deductible And I want you to donate. All you have to do is just dial pound 250 and say the keyword baby. That's pound 250, keyword baby. You can also donate securely at preborn.com slash verdict. That's preborn.com slash verdict or pound 250 and
0: say the keyword baby. Hey everyone, it's Ted from Consumer Cellular, the guy in the orange sweater, and this is your wake-up call. This
1: is an issue at the University of Penn Now, the University of Penn to remind people is what hosts the Biden think tank. And we are seeing now through the Biden Penn Center, Chinese donations have skyrocketed, including money directly from the CCP linked sources. This coming from Fox News, it says the University of Pennsylvania, home of President Biden's think tank, recently tripled its donations originating from China. Records reviewed by Fox News Digital Show, the Washington, D.C. office of Biden's think tank, the Penn Biden Center for Diplomacy and Global Engagement, previously found itself under a microscope after confidential documents, top secret documents, were found at the center. The discovery led to questions regarding Chinese donations to the University of Pennsylvania, which harbors that think tank. And that's just the
2: beginning of this story. Well, it is, and and the numbers are stunning. So from 2021 to 2022, Penn received $8.6 million from Communist China. $8.6 million in one year. Now, that number is staggering, but actually the next year, they tripled their haul. So between mid-2022 and mid-2023, Penn pulled in million from entities and individuals in China. So they tripled the amount. And overall, Penn has amassed nearly $130 million in donations from China between mid-2018 and mid-2023, which is a massive, massive increase. Why is China investing so heavily in Penn? And Penn, just quinky-dinky, Happens to be the place that was paying Joe Biden before he was president nearly a million dollars a year for a no show job where he occasionally showed up to teach a class. And other than that, jetted around the world, living like the idle rich. Coincidentally, is is a university where we now know that that Joe Biden illegally had classified documents stored. And and all of this is intertwined. We know that Hunter Biden and the Biden family made millions of dollars from communist China, that Hunter Biden shook down the Chinese communists for personal enrichment. And the obvious inference is it wasn't just enrichment of their family. It was also enrichment of Penn, which in turn was enriching the Biden family.
1: And the part that also is so frustrating is there's really no one that's covering this story. Uh, Stuart Varney on Fox Business He did cover it, and this is what it sounded like, but the rest of the media is silent on this.
2: Now, this the University of Pennsylvania seeing a big surge in Chinese donations. Lauren, how much are we talking about, and do we know why uh, we got this big surge?
1: How much? $25 million in one year between mid-2022 and the middle of last year. That was triple the year before. Why? Good question. Uh, One donor is actually a political consultant for the CCP another a private equity founder in china with ties to president xi president biden was a professor at penn after he was vice president uh the school paid him seven hundred and seventy six thousand dollars that is way more than a professor makes yeah. it hosts his think tank
2: yeah, okay you okay. know where, you know where we're going here don't yeah you? i mean Not- the biden family mm. has taken a great deal of money from china yeah right yeah And
1: now the Chinese are giving money to the school where his think tank is and where his personal classified documents were found. Remember in the office there? Yeah. One of the things in that in that reporting there that I think we should talk about is you're getting a donation from someone that advises the Chinese Communist Party. Senator, you, you deal with a lot of donations when you're running for office. If somebody gives you a massive donation and they're advising the Chinese Communist Party, I'm assuming you're not going to accept that, or you're going to give it back. Of course. This is not hard, and there's nobody asking the White House, hey, are you guys going to give this money back to communists that are trying to clearly buy influence?
2: Well, they're clearly trying to buy influence at Penn. And nobody gives that kind of money for nothing. They don't give that kind of money without expecting to get a benefit in return. And the interconnection of the Bidens. Look, the Bidens, all of the evidence indicates that the Bidens made a decision decades ago that they were going to get rich by shaking down the enemies of America and shaking them down, demanding millions of dollars in exchange either for favors from Joe Biden or millions of dollars in order not to be targeted for retribution by Joe Biden. Now, if that is correct, that is called bribery, and it is a felony. It is also explicitly enumerated in the Constitution as grounds for impeachment, and the entire corporate media could not care one iota. The New York Times cannot be bothered to worry if the President of the United States has been bribed by communist China. That is not news in their politicized world. CNN can't be bothered to worry about it. MSNBC, not news there. ABC, NBC, CBS. Why is it that you had to play Fox Business? Because none of the the corporate media is willing even to cover it. Facts be damned, they have a political mission to uphold.
1: Will there be any of this that you think will be used to actually expose the Biden family in this campaign cycle? I mean, when you're talking about this much money, it's not a little bit of money. It's a hell of a lot of money. Yeah. Uh, and, and and the other part here is they mentioned the numbers tripled right when we got closer to this election, when he announced he was running for re-election. was like, oh, wait, he's still in the game. OK, we better send money.
2: Look, I think there needs to be a serious investigation. There needs to be enhanced federal scrutiny of universities that are on the take from communist China. Uh, one of the very first pieces of legislation that I ever authored and passed when I was a brand new baby senator was legislation focusing on exactly this issue, and in particular, what are called Confucius Institutes. So Confucius Institutes have been started at, at U.S. universities all across the country, and they're funded by communist China. They're controlled by communist China. And, and China goes to the schools and say, hey, we'll start this institute and and your students can learn Chinese and they'll get educated on China. And China uses them, number one, for espionage and number two, for propaganda to push the messages that they want U.S. college students to hear from communist China. And so when I was newly elected to the Senate, I introduced legislation that prohibited federal Department of Defense dollars from going to a university that has a Confucius Institute, that if you're going to take the Chinese money, you don't get DOD money. And I was on the Senate Armed Services Committee at the time. I introduced it. I ended up getting bipartisan support for it, and it was adopted with both Democrats and Republicans supporting it. It it passed through the Harry Reid Senate, so we had a Democrat-majority Senate, and, and ultimately Barack Obama signed it into law, and my legislation resulted in dozens of Confucius Institutes shutting down, because universities made the very reasonable decision that they wanted DOD dollars more than the Chinese money for Confucius Institutes. We need to do more on this. We need to cut off this Chinese money that is going to universities across the board. But with Penn, there appears to be more than simple influence peddling. China's doing this in a lot of universities, and it's a broad problem. But with Penn, the volume is so great that on the face of it, It seems to be deeply intertwined with Joe Biden and the fact that Penn gave a home for him. And so giving money to Penn was a way to give money directly to Joe Biden.
1: Do you believe that Joe Biden will dodge the debates against uh, Donald Trump because now he's going to have to answer these questions on stage I mean, if it, he's much more vulnerable now than he was when they ran against each other last time because last time he could just say, hey, it's all a lie, the laptop's a lie, I got 50-plus people that are saying it's a lie, uh, none of this is
2: real. Now you can't do that this time. Yeah, I, I actually don't. I, I, I think Biden, if he is the nominee, uh, will debate. I think we'll have a couple of debates. I, I think their strategy will be to hide Joe Biden in the basement for the entirety of the campaign, and so the debate's may be about the only time you see Biden during the entire campaign. And I think for the debates, they'll pump him full of a bunch of drugs and try to make him alert for an hour or for 90 minutes, and that'll be it. And, and look, will they debate internally? Will they discuss internally, does Joe Biden skip the debate? Sure, they would love to. And by the way, we saw precedent last cycle. The governor of Pennsylvania refused to debate, a Democrat. The governor of Arizona uh, refused to debate, a Democrat. It's a very dangerous precedent. I think the Democrats will conclude that if Biden ducks the debate, the American people will assume he's too feeble and mentally diminished to be able to debate. And so I think that will scare them enough that they will end up producing Biden for a couple of debates pumped full of, of, of drugs for a little, little while.
1: As before, if you want to hear the rest of this conversation on this topic, you can go back and download the podcast from earlier this week to hear the entire thing. I'd like to take a moment and have a real heart to heart with you. If you're able right now, place your hand over your heart. Can you feel it? That's your heartbeat telling you that you're alive. It's the same for a preborn baby. Their heart begins to form at conception, and at just three weeks, it's already beating. At five weeks, a baby's heartbeat can be heard on ultrasound. And that's why we've partnered with Preborn, because we need to help these precious babies. Every day, Preborn's networks of clinics rescue. All you have to do is just dial pound 250 and say the keyword baby. That's pound 250, keyword baby. You can also donate securely at preborn.com slash verdict. That's preborn.com slash verdict or pound 250 and say the keyword baby.
0: Like many of us, you might think identity theft will never happen to you. But consider this.
1: Hey, Ben Ferguson here, and if you're an accredited investor, U.S. oil and gas should be a part of your investment portfolio. I want you to visit LabradorEnergy.com. Beyond the possibility to invest in a sector that historically delivers sound returns when you invest with Labrador Energy, you have access to potential tax benefits, and you may be able to structure your investment to offset active or passive income. According to many sources, U.S. oil and gas drilling remains one of the best tax-advantaged income investments available. Visit LabradorEnergy.com. Labrador's core executive team has more than 190 years of combined oil and gas experience and has drilled thousands of oil and gas wells. They are dedicated to mitigating risk while providing accredited investors with sound returns. So visit LabradorEnergy.com. American energy independence is crucial for our national security and future prosperity. And Labrador Energy is leading the charge to make that a reality. Invest in U.S. Oil
2: and gas. Today. Learn more at LabradorEnergy.com. Offer for accredited investors only. Past performance is no indication of future results. Investing involves risk. Consult your legal, tax, and financial advisors and read the prospectus before making any investment decisions. Visit LabradorEnergy.com for the prospectus and more information.
1: I want to get back to the big story number three of the week you may have missed. I think anyone that runs for president that's a serious candidate. And drops out. Uh, I've People have asked me, what's it like on a presidential campaign when it's over? I'm like, it's like a funeral. Yeah. If you're a true believer in the campaign, in the candidate, you're giving it your all, you're a staffer, you you want your guy to win and it's over, it's like a funeral.
2: It. And I spent a lot of time after, like, our team, I still think the team we assembled, and I'm not impartial, but I think the team we assembled is the best campaign team certainly that I've ever seen, and and they were like family. And so I went and assembled the entire team. Our headquarters was here in Houston, and I thanked all the staff. That, this is like a day or two later, I yeah. thanked everyone and brought them in and just, just talked about, reflected on what the campaign meant and what they'd accomplished. And when we started, nobody thought I had a prayer. Nobody thought we could win a single state, and we came within inches of winning the whole thing. And I will tell you, we had—so our campaign office was— like an entire floor of cubicles here in Houston. Not
1: far from where we are
2: right yeah, now. Very, clo- yeah. very close to where we are right now. And as everyone you know, went home, I remember walking through that campaign office and just all the empty cubicles. And you know the song from Les Mis, uh, Empty Chairs and Empty Tables? Yeah. That was the song I kept hearing uh, in in my mind. In fact... I'm sure Ron and, and Casey are feeling the same thing. And it's, um, it is a hard thing because everyone pours themselves into it. I, you know, years ago someone told me there's a reason that both politics and war use the word campaign because it's all consuming. There is nothing else in life. Like when you are on a campaign, it is 100% of your will and your heart and your mind and your soul and everything. And, uh, And, you know, you do feel like you've let people down. You know, you're getting people that are pouring, they're uprooting their lives, they're moving their families, they're giving sacrificially, they believe in you. And, look, at this point, I've won elections, I've lost elections. Winning is much better. Yeah. Those nights are a lot better. But the reality here, I think this outcome was ordained... The night of the Iowa caucuses when Trump won a dominating victory it was clear DeSantis had no oxygen and Haley as I mentioned she will likely be competitive in New Hampshire but I see no path for her beyond that and so now we are going to test look there are some big donors in the Republican party
1: that are never Trumpers
2: that who do not like Trump and are writing millions of dollars to try to change the outcome, I don't think the money can do it. At, the, at this point, um, you know, they've got enough money in New Hampshire. They could practically send a masseuse to give everyone a back rub and a foot rub on on the way to the polls. But as you get on to South Carolina, I think Trump's lead is way, is way too large for Haley to have a chance, and from there, I don't think there's any path beyond.
1: Final question. Your advice to Nikki Haley if you don't have that pathway that you just described, what's the point of staying in?
2: Oh, look, you know, I, I actually try to refrain from giving advice to other candidates that everyone's got to follow their own heart and, and do what they think is right.
1: And their own timeline.
2: Yeah. I, I mean, it's, um, you know, calling on people to get out. I, I don't think.
1: Let it play out. Yeah,
2: it, it, it will play out. It's going to play out naturally. It's going to play out naturally on, and, and, and pretty quickly, I think. Uh, and so, you know, I recognize the decision to suspend a campaign is not easy. And, and look, depending on when it occurs, um, it can often mean, so in, in 2016, you know, a bunch of the candidates suspended early, long before Iowa. And so I ended up, of my opponents, five of my opponents ended up endorsing me in that race. And, and so, so I got endorsed by Rick Perry. And Carly Fiorina and Scott Walker, uh, and and Jeb Bush and Lindsey Graham, all, all yeah. backed me. Um, and you know, you go out and campaign. So you know, Rick Perry, you know, went and campaigned with me in in, in Iowa. You know, and and knew, you know, I remember being in Barnes there. And and look, Rick Perry was was my governor, someone who I knew and respected. He's older than I am, so it was a little surreal. Uh, having having someone like Rick Perry come and campaign and say go go vote for Ted, uh, you know Lindsey Graham, my colleague, you know he had famously said uh, that if you killed me on the floor of the Senate and the jury were other senators, you couldn't find a jury to convict me, to convict the murderer. <laughs> and so when Lindsey endorsed me, I you know I jumped on on you know and, and he helped raise the money for me, and I remember saying saying at the time, I said, wow, this is the first time in my life I've ever been endorsed by someone who's publicly called for my murder. Um, You know, (laughs) politics can be a strange... And Lindsay and I have have, have become friends since then, but it was... You get interesting, Carly Fiorina, who who I thought was a terrific candidate that cycle. um, You'll recall I announced that if I'd won, she would have been my VP. Yeah. Uh, That was... An unusual step to do it early but frankly I was trying to break through the narrative the wall of the three billion dollars of free media and I was trying to find something that actually would be heard by the voters but but the corporate media had no interest in anything being heard frankly I think most of the media wanted Trump to be the nominee because they wanted Hillary to win
1: they, and they thought and that was that that was what all of them were saying was, give us Trump. He's the easiest to beat. Yeah. And, and, and Hillary Clinton will become the president of the United States of America and will break that glass ceiling of that beautiful building.
2: I, I think that was a, a very deliberate strategy. And I will say for all those bastards that kind of backfired, yeah. and they got four years of Donald Trump as president. And they may be about to get four more years uh, of Donald Trump as president. And, and it's. Uh, you know, the, the self-declared media overlords, the, 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 There there is an old saying, be careful what you wish for.
1: No doubt about it. I love these conversations. I love that we could do this. Thanks for pulling back the curtain on 16 and explaining it from a candidate's perspective. Because, as you mentioned, what people go through when they have to drop out, especially DeSantis right now, it's tough. It, takes, yeah. it can take months to come out from that fog of war afterwards. Because all of a sudden you go from night to nothing to it's all over, as you mentioned. Uh, and how long does it take to get out of that fog? I think it depends on the candidate. It, it, depends.
2: It, d- it depends a lot. Look, everyone has a period where you just kind of... It's like morning. I assume Ron will do this, but but just about everyone goes and goes somewhere on vacation. And my advice when I talk to a candidate after after they've lost, and this is true, I've talked to lots of candidates who are running for Senate and the House, and, and some win, some lose. But for the ones that lose, I say go somewhere, unplug... Get off email, get off your phone, get off Twitter, just just go sit by the beach with a pina colada and, and just recharge, recharge, be with your family, hug your kids, just just get away for a while. And, and look, the world gets a lot quieter, um, you know, in, in, in a presidential campaign, it's deafening. And then when you suspend it, it's like, OK, I'm out of this crazy game, at least for now. And then to come out of the funk, listen, every presidential candidate that loses, I think without exception goes into a funk. I mean, you you, you have a bit of depression and, and grieving. Yeah. And the key to kind of, I was no exception to that. I had a period where I was just kind of. In a funk. Yeah. And I think the key to coming out of it is finding something to lean in that you love, that you engage in. And, and you know, listen, I have a day job of representing 30 million Texans, which I, love doing and pour all of my heart, mind and soul into it. And that became go. And then when Trump became president,
1: you had somebody to work with
2: and, and I rolled up my sleeves and said, I am going to lead the fight in the Senate for us to deliver on our promises. We got we have work to do. And so pouring yourself into the fight and into the work is, I think, a really important part of coming out of it. Um, and And some candidates do that more quickly than others. It varies person by person.
1: As always, thank you for listening to Verdict with Senator Ted Cruz, Ben Ferguson with you. Don't forget to download my podcast and you can listen to my podcast every other day. You're not listening to Verdict or each day when you listen to Verdict afterwards. I'd love to have you as a listener to, uh, again, the Ben Ferguson podcast. And we will see you back here on Monday morning. Hollywood is under siege from an external force. The same Hollywood that sold the American dream is now making nightmares a reality. Many major films HollywoodTakeover.com slash Ben.